What's up with it? It's Twan at TGP coming to you from your city. And today I got an interview with a photographer. His name is Wilson Woods. Homie Code on the on the Instagram. He take pictures of all types of scenery and he got bugs on it. You know, some people don't really like bugs, but in all reality, if you get these ridiculous up close shots like this man does, it's dope, to be honest. I'm finna call him, see if he's busy. What's up with it? How you doing, Mr. Wilson? All right. How are you, Tom? I'm all right. You having a good day? Yep. Yes, sir. Well, how are you doing? I'm going. Like, it's just day by day, I'm trying to grow. But Sounds good. Yes, sir. We finna hop on right into this. Um, My first question for you is, what's your day job, Mr. Wilson? Uh, well, actually, my last name's Wood. So. Well, all right, Mr. Wood? Yeah, you just call me Wilson. All right. Uh, so I go by everywhere. All right, well. Except, uh, work. That's fine, my fault. Okay. Uh, day job is uh, drive a truck for ADM out of Decatur. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, it's a good job. I'm city, uh, work in a city. So it's an hourly, get paid by the hour, two days off every week. So I never leave Decatur generally, which I like. Gives you more home time, more time to go out and play with the camera. Yes, sir. So like, you just you you just said you know you when you get some free time you go out and you you play with the camera. How long you been uh, a photographer? Uh, I've, uh, graduated from a Carverdale SIUC back in 1993 with a bachelor's in photography. That was, that was, of course, before the digital stuff really took off. And I got back into it after, uh, cell phone, cell phone started making, making it real easy to take pictures. And it just lured me back in. I started taking pictures with a cell phone camera and, you know, got a Sony camera, lens, and just stayed stayed with it since then. It's been like uh, five or six years now. I've been gotten back into photography, so I just I've always really enjoyed being out in nature. So it's just a natural place for me to go. But well, it's, it's a place I already like to be, so that's where I took the camera with me. That's understandable. Since you already like being outside, might as well take advantage of it. Yes, yeah, things I've been interested in my whole life. So, yes, stuff I like. I'm just following following my own interests with the camera, and you know, it kind of like opens up new worlds of stuff I didn't really know was there right under my nose. A lot of stuff I didn't really see until you start taking pictures of it. Like, wow. <laughs> yes, sir. It's an amazing, amazing little world right under, right all around us. 
it, it's it's beautiful, especially at the right times. You know, the cater can have some some pretty bad weather. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what where's your favorite places to go when you do when you take pictures? Like, what what's your favorite place to to go outside and and set your camera up? Uh, probably my most favorite place is probably Rock Springs, and over the years, and also like Nelson Park or there's a spot around there or by Scoville Zoo. It's a little place I like going out there in the winter. Um, in my yard, my, my wife started growing a bunch of flowers for hummingbirds, mostly and butterflies, and uh, I enjoy those. But I got more interested in the critters that show up: the bees, butterflies, wasps, all kinds of small invertebrates that hang out when the flowers are pollinating. That's uh, fascinating stuff for me. <laughs> I pick up what you're putting down. To be honest, over here at the Growth Project, we, we also do a little bit of nature photography ourselves. Like, I I got this weird infatuation with, with colorful flowers. So, <laughs> I, I understand where you, you want to just catch that perfect shot of, like, a, a bee getting some pollen off a of, off of sunflower or something. Yeah. Well, uh, they go for the they go for the nectar. Uh, the flower produces nectar to to lure the lure the bees and butterflies in, and to get to the nectar, they have to rub up against that pollen, and collect it on their bodies, and then so the, the flower puts out a little bit of stuff to get the bee there. The bee comes along to collect it, and then flies off to the next flower and takes the pollen with them. So it's kind of a cooperative effort between the flowers and the bees. Hmm. You actually then cleared up a whole process for me, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, what? So one, what oh, my fault. Yeah, one of your questions is there. How do you get so close to the bee? Well, uh, they're going to show up, or, or the butterfly. They're going to show up when the cow, when the flowers are making the nectar. They might come in there and get that nectar. So you'll know when the flowers ready because that's that's when the bees start showing up. Some, sometimes there'll just be flowers and no bees. Well, they're probably not producing any nectar at that time. Uh, they were, might be too sooner. They may have already done what they need to do. And so they have a strategy to collect. They have a strategy. Some flowers uh, target certain certain species, like they have really long, you know, really long like only like only a hummingbird with a long tongue can reach in there and get to it. So it just depends on the flower what kind of strategy they use. Hmm. Yes, sir. So what it what it comes down to is like it's like a it's a cooperative effort between both the bees and the flower, as in the flower attracting the bee and the bee going to the flower. And when it's time, the bee will go to that flower and get the nectar. And after it gets the nectar, it it creates a pollen from that, or or how does the how does that yeah, process the go? Pollen, the pollen rubs off on them. The pollen rubs off on the bees, and then the bees will take that to another plant. Yes, I got you. So, how long does it normally take 
for you to find a like the perfect shot where you just go outside and you just start shooting a bunch of pictures and then you just pick one? Or how does that process go for you? Uh, well, it's always uh, it's kind of a process where you have to go out and take pictures. The process, it's kind of like a feedback loop. You go out and take pictures, and you bring them back in, look at them, and see what's working. And every once in a while, you get a really strong picture. You think, ooh, I want to do that again. So you go back out there, and you refine your process. So you get your hit percentages start to go up some. There's always going to be, well, at least with the things that are flying around and moving around, like bees or butterflies or other people like that do birds and animals that perfect shot you can never guarantee you're going to get it when you go out but you're never going to get it if you don't go out That's <laughs> so right. you just have to keep you have just have to keep at it and trust the process and every once in a while everything will line up and everything will have the perfect shot and you'll have your camera ready and you'll have it as a right depth of field and everything will come together and it'll look great. So the more you do it, the better chances you'll have of being ready for that moment when it comes along. So if you're, you have your camera with you, you, you have a lot better chance of catching those moments than if you don't have your camera with you, obviously. <laughs> so if you could travel, because I know you like to be, you know, out. You, you just said you like to be outside often. That's, that's just been a part of you coming up, like growing up. You feel me? So if you could travel anywhere on the, in the world that just has, like, the most beautiful pictures for you, like, what, what place would that be? Well, I just got to go to a couple of those places uh, this summer uh, with my wife. Went out to... Uh, San Francisco for a conference and went out to Murray Woods, saw some giant redwoods. That was absolutely wonderful. And we had another vacation earlier when her uncle came over from Thailand and we went out west. Went out to Mount Rushmore and out to the Sequoia. Out to see the Sequoias. Those were, that was awesome too. So probably out there in California to see the redwoods. Again, uh, we went there twice. That was great. I'd love to go to the Grand Canyon. Um, been up to Niagara Falls a few years ago. That was awesome. I'd love to go back there. And my wife's from Thailand, and I've been over there uh, most years. Probably been over there nine or ten times with her home sea family. And uh, that's always uh, quite an adventure. And you make sure you take your so camera with you, right? Too. When you go to oh, Thailand? Yeah. Okay, that's good. We can't forget that. <laughs> so, like, how often do you travel? Because, like, you, you just said you go to so many different places, and, like, it don't even be for photography. It's just since that's your passion, it just – it your camera just comes with you. So, like, how how often do you travel? Uh, not that often, you know, for like a, for long trips, not, not very often. 
usually maybe once a year for you know like a long trip maybe out out of town some like a to Thailand or something like that. This year is a little different because it took a couple of side trips up to, uh, out west, which was pretty nice. Yes. But uh, we've got a lot of flowers in the yard, so when the sun's up later this time of year, so if there's something uh, interesting when I get off work, I might just be right in the yard and just pop out of the car and got my camera and <laughs> there might be something right then. That's kind of convenient. And then in the winter, different kinds of things to take pictures of. Like picked up a macro lens uh, last winter and started taking pictures of ice. So really fascinating structures that ice forms. I see what you're saying. So, as a photographer. What is a major goal that you want to accomplish? Well, the major goal is just to make make strong photographs. So, like, you're not really you're not really in in into the photography for for any real monetary value. This is this is really like just your passion. You just like to be outside. You make sure you got your Sony camera with you, and you. When you see something, you're like, this is going to be a nice shot. Good thing I got my camera. You pull it out, take a couple shots, you go, you look at them, then you just pick one and you upload it, or how is that process? Yeah, well, uh, you take, but with the digital, the digital photography stuff gives you a lot of options that professionals used to have, mainly, and uh, ordinary folks that didn't have a bundle of money to spend on pictures could use and that is the major thing you need to get better at it is lots of practice when you got these you know these uh, memory cards that can hold thousands of shots so you don't have to buy you know i don't know how much if you remember buying film for cameras but <laughs> that's that's a lot of that's a lot of money to spend you take a thousand pictures you yes, know that, that'd be <laughs> you spend hundreds of dollars on film. Where here, you could just buy, go out and buy a memory card, maybe fifty bucks, and have a thousand pictures option. And then you could just go in there and delete the ones that are blurry or out of focus, and you don't have to wait on the lab or anything. So that that really gives you the opportunity, or anybody, the opportunity to really refine their process, because so they can just go out and practice, 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 and shoot, 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 and you can have you know, a camera like that little A6000 I have can shoot up to 11 frames in a second. So you can, if you're in the right space, you can be firing off that 11 frames per second and when something's moving in and out of the frame, you have, you know, that many more chances to catch that perfect moment. Whereas before, if you're doing that with film, you know, you could be spending a bunch of money and maybe you get nothing. And next so it, it really makes it easier to develop your skill a little more. There's that barrier is not there anymore. I see what you're saying. So, like, with that being said, though, like, have you ever had a day to where, like, you could not get a good shot? 
all the time. <laughs> uh, that's that's just part of it. Um, you'll see a shot that looks great, but your timing might be off. The focus might not be perfect, or the light might not be right. A lot of things still have to come together to make that shot that it's the right shot. And if you're outside in the weather, the light is always changing throughout the day. Uh, the color temperature light shifts from the morning to the afternoon to the evening. And when it's cloudy, uh, the angle of the sun is always changing throughout the season. And that changes things too. You know, how far the sun rises up in the sky, how so what? the angle of the light. I got you. So, like, it's so many different factors that you got to take into consideration, even what time of day you decide to go outside and take these pictures. Because, like, oh, yeah. if you go in at, at sunrise, you know, you, you may get some good shots. You could go in at sunset. If, at noon, you know, the sun would be right at the at the peak. That That's another time. But if you're trying to go right before it gets, you know, dark, you might not get as much. Or you may come across something that you didn't know you was expecting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, everything is in, in motion when you're outside. So, it's, you know, nothing nothing really ever happens twice. <laughs> On me. So, like, you ever been in the process of trying to take a picture of, like, a butterfly or, like, a, a bird or something, and right as you're taking your shot, it's just flying away? <laughs> like, how did how did that make you feel? Uh, the best way to get shots predictably is try to figure out where they want to be. And that's going to be like, I kind of think of it like going like a lion will go out and stake out a watering hole because they know the animals are going to show up there. So it's kind of way it is with flowers that know the bees and butterflies are going to come around there. So when they're pollinating, so if you're there where the butterfly wants to be or the bird or whatever, if you know where they want to be, then you can be there and wait and they'll come along and you can take your picture. <laughs> so can you describe the feeling that you may have? after a good day of taking pictures? Well, like, is it like a feeling of like, man, all of these are great. I don't know if I'm going to have another day like this in a minute. Or like, is it one of those things to where you're like, man, I'm cold. (laughs) I I did my research, you know, I waited out. I've been looking at the same spot for weeks. And then next thing you know, I'm going to go up. And I'm gonna take a take a couple of shots and see what I get out of it. It's really hard to tell until you get back and look at the pictures. Um, so the when you're doing like macro photography and close up photography, getting things perfectly in focus, and it, well, the closer you get. I don't know if you know anything about the depth of field with cameras, but I know when you're really amount. close, to, you know, the depth of field is, you know, like how much in, of the 
how much focus depth you have. Like, is it really thin? Was it really wide? But you, you have always in photography, there's a compromise between the speed of the shutter and the depth of field. So if you want a really fast shutter, you're going to have a small depth of field unless it's like the middle of the afternoon, you know, with really bright light. So if you have a... Then, then, you, then you have the most light, then you can try for... So something's moving really fast, you know, really fast up the field to stop the motion. But that's going to mean you have a very limited, maybe just a, like a sheet of paper thin depth the field. So if you have something buzzing around like a little fly or something, that exact moment is going to be in that little sheet of paper thin field of focus. It's going to be a very limited amount of time. So if you want to take a Thinking, take a picture of something that's moving around a lot and be close to it. Trying to get that thing in focus is very challenging. <laughs> so it's not going to, it's happening so fast. You can't physically respond to it very well with any great chance of having a hit. So that's where the being able to take lots and lots and lots of pictures helps because then you just increase your chances may not be a great chance but if you keep at it eventually you'll hit one every once in a while i see what you're saying so it's one of the things it's random it is it's like because i at up up at the school i go to at, at millican and you know I, i'm an is major and we we work with you know random number generators and so basically you step outside and it's just, yeah, it's a possibility I'm going to run into something. It's a possibility that I might not get a good hit. It's just, it's 50-50. You got to take a whole lot of factors, a whole lot of random factors that's changing so much into consideration to where you really don't know. Yeah, well, you line up your chances of success. Uh, you know, by having a camera that can take a bunch of frames a second and being around a flower garden, there's no bunch of them are going to show up. So you do certain things to stack it in your favor to make the chances go up. And just generally observe what the insects are doing and try to predict what they're going to do so you can try to have your camera ready for what's going to happen. And sometimes they'll just show up. They'll land on your camera or on your hand or something like that. Hmm. Well, going off of off of uh, what I what I was what I was saying, you know, prior to that, what is the longest time you have spent on one photo? Oh, uh, granted, I know you say you take a whole lot of shots, like well, that's that's uh, uh something I tend to do more in the more in the winter. I also like to make composite photographs. I played around with 3D stuff a little bit. Uh, it could be hours on a single photo. If um, just depending on what you want to do, because there's so much you can also do in Photoshop. And that's a whole other, whole other world of possibilities. Yeah. Well, really, you need to have a strong image first. You need to have a strong image in the camera. 
and then I mean, of course, you can go ahead and if you're if you're a skilled painter or drawer or something, you can do something in Photoshop like that. But it, to make a really strong image, really, you need to start with a strong image and then use the software to push it so it will really pop. You, know? you start with a strong foundation and you can build on it. You start with an image that sucks and, and Photoshop isn't going to save it. <laughs> I got you. This is true. I've tried that. <laughs> you end up in a worse predicament than when you started. <laughs> so, like, do you do you edit any of your photos, or is it just point and shoot, upload? Oh, I edit them all the time. Uh, the whole, in my mind, all parts of all parts of the photographic process are editing, from selecting your shutter speed, your aperture, your ISO, those are all your lens choice, your watch your point of view, what you know, what the time of day, what's the light, and use some filters. It's all in my mind, that's all the part of the editing process the creative editing process. You know, then you get the picture, you bring it in to your computer and you start working with all those variable controls, you know, whatever your editing program is. You know, like, there's like thousands of different things you can do to refine and or creatively enhance or change an image. So I, I mean, there's, some people say, you know, it's just a straight shot right out of the camera, unedited. But actually, the if you're using the kit, okay. yeah, the whole process is a creative process. I got so you. I, See, you know, I, my fault for cutting you off. It, it's just, I, I honestly did not know that the whole process was editing. You know, I thought you the, the edit would start when you set it into Photoshop. No, you're editing from when you decide to step outside and you know what I'm gonna be a photographer today. Let me pick my lens. Let me make sure my ISOs are correct. Make, let me make sure everything that I gotta do is the right way that it needs to be. Because if not, I'm not gonna get that that good image, that strong image. So that once I set it into Photoshop, now I could turn it into a masterpiece. Yeah, that yeah, you get a strong image to start with, and then then you can take it into software and make it even stronger. There's a range of light um, that a camera like film used to used to have. The total, total range it can possibly capture is limited. And so when you're out there with your camera, it's the same, same with digital. There's a limited tonal range that you can work with to get something that's not it's so bright that it won't, it'll be blown out. You won't be able to have any detail or so dark, there's no detail. So you have like a, a window of tones you're working with. And when you look at something on a screen, it has its own tonal range on the camera, on the phone. There's, you know, like if you walk in from the dark room inside, you can walk right outside and, and still see, but you take a picture of, inside a room to outside 
rooms. Usually you can have like what's in the room, it can be all right, but you look out the window, it's blown out too bright. So you have to balance the light if you're going to combine them and get both of them in uh, at the same time. I see what you're saying. So all in all, the whole photography process from start to finish is you is you editing the creative process is you trying to find I'm, I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to make sure I word this correctly you're trying to make sure that right, I, wait, yeah I see the whole thing it's all a creative process yeah you're trying to make sure that that all your all these external factors line up and then from there you can point and shoot and once you catch you know that image out of taking thousands of images in one day you and once you find that one image that's when okay now I can interface two set it into some software and then now that it's in this software you can edit it how you want it in the software and then boom you take that piece now you interface three you put it on the social media for the people to see yeah that's that's the taking lots of images that's more geared towards live moving subjects um, if you're doing landscapes or something like that, um, they'd be more like set up on a tripod. I do those too. Um, really? Then you're not you. Then it's not. Um, then you can set up and make sure that your subject and everything's in focus, and you're just waiting for the right light. You know, to you know, because the sunset that and sunrise sometimes you get those really spectacular lighting situations so then you're you're looking to set it up with the right composition and scene and then so you're not going to be like taking hundreds of frames it might just be five or six frames <laughs> at the right moment so it's not always about taking lots and lots of frames it just depends on your subject matter. I see. Well, to be honest, Wilson, we we went over on time, but man, I did enjoy talking to you because I learned a lot from this conversation that we had. And I would love to call you in like a in like a month or so just to do a follow up, just to see how your progress is going with your Instagram page and and your photography because you you said it's your passion so i know you're not going to stop that anytime soon and i want to see if you're going to have a breakthrough and you know you figure out like a new strategy or like i'm gonna edit this photo a different way or i'm gonna try a new lens like i want to be a part of that process with you is that all right yeah um i will say uh about instagram um it's kind of one of the things that pushed me creatively except when I decided to just start putting an image out every day so I've just kind of gotten into that mode of creating and looking for a quality image that I can put out there every day and it's just a, a whole lot of great art on Instagram and a lot of other cool photography that can inspire me you know, a lot of other people out there even just right around here uh 
there, I don't know if you know the group, there's like a local group called the New and Growing Artists of Central Illinois uh, Facebook group. You might like to check them out. It's a bunch of creative people uh, that Lindsay Lane Clark started. And there's also a couple of local photography groups, um, Central Illinois photography group and one out of Peoria. So if you're interested in interviewing a bunch of creative people, there's, there's a lot of us out there. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm sure more, more well, would like to talk to you. Well, most deaf. It's just here at the growth project, you, it, I enjoyed like I enjoyed your time, but up here at the Growth Project, we really like to we, we like to see the progress with with the people that we interview. But now that you have said that it's a whole bunch of people in Decatur alone who are photographers, you have opened up the door to so many possibilities. And for that, that I'm actually very grateful for. And before we go, do you want to uh, shout out your uh, Instagram or any of your social media pages so the people know where to find you at? Yeah, I'm just, uh, well, it's Wilson at Fort Crescent, uh, my Instagram, yeah. yeah, Facebook too. I've got a webpage too, Wilson, uh, so it's just fortcrescent.com for my uh, webpage. Well, thank you so much for your time. You have a great day. Stay safe. And remember, keep growing. And that's it for this segment, y'all. Y'all have a great day. Remember, you can follow us on all the social medias at Seize the Ceilings on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We're going to try to get on some more, but that's where we're at right now. And it's TGP Studios. We finna be out. Hey, y'all stay safe. Remember, keep growing. Love.